Hi, and welcome back to another Rowdy Rides podcast. It may be a little noisy in the background. That's because we're here at our sponsor's car show, Ingenuity Automotive. Uh, it's brought to you by Ingenuity Automotive, by the way. And we're here at a car show, and I got Marcus and uh, a young lad named Deegan here. Deegan, say hi to the people in the microphone. Hey, guys. How's it going? How we doing? So, Deegan, give me three cars you really like here. I like the... Purple Dodge Dart, the Swinger Dodge Dart. I like the. Why do you like it? Tell me. Why do I like? Tell it. me everything why you like it's it. It's got the 340 in it. Where's my dad in? Paint job is gorgeous, and it's manual. So okay. how can you go wrong? Okay. Then, What's your other car? The Camaro with the 302 in it, yellow Camaro. Okay. Why? Everything's about why on the Three, 302 and a Muncie four-speed. Okay, very nice. How can you go wrong? All right, now what's your third car? Third car. That's a tough one. That's a really tough one. I love that El Camino was cool. I like the paint job. It was the only car here that was matte. So it was a little different. And then the wings on the back were really cool. Okay. And air ride. It has air ride too. Cool. All right, Marcus. All right. So I'm going to have to agree with the Dodge Dart. I'm a, you, you know me. The sucker for the Dodges. And the second one, there's a blue and white Dodge Viper. I think it's, uh, is it a, it's not a first gen, is it? No, it's... It's a little, it's like a mid-2000, yeah. maybe 2010. Very pretty. Got that very nice blue on it. And then... Uh, third one's always a hard one. The third one is the hard one. This is, uh, you like the pace car a lot. I did like the pace car. I'm gonna have to say the pace car. The pace car okay, what do you like about the pace car? The gold and white color. It's an iconic color from that year or that around that era. It's just an iconic paint job. Okay. And it just looks clean. The white and gold, perfect for each other. All right. So before we go into anything else, Deegan. Tell me, what what, what, what what do you drive, Deegan? Tell the people in the microphone what you're driving nowadays. I drive a 66 C10, but that one, it's a pretty rusty truck, but it's fun to drive around. It has the old granny gear in it. Pretty slow truck, but it's, it's fun to cruise around in. And I also have a 65 Chevelle that needs a lot of work. Okay, what's the along. car your dad brought here too, by the way? My dad brought a 63 Nova to the car show today. It's a little four-door, inline six. That one needs a little bit of work too, but it's an, it's, it's got good paint. Good, it's good body on it's it. A cream it's got a good body, yeah. So Deegan here, he's a he's a car nut in training. He just got his license the other week, <laughs> and so he's ha- he's having a blast. He's a petrol head all the way. You will have to show you Deegan's truck. He's got a sweet old little C10 Chevy. All right. Marcus, yeah. give me a racing topic. We never got to talk, talk about Le Mans. Okay. Let's, let's get it. I'll get talk. It. Hold on. I have to rant about it. I have to rant about the it. The man who was at the race. So everybody's like, NASCAR, NASCAR, the NASCAR is so cool. Yeah, the NASCAR is fucking badass. Best sounding car there. It was really cool to see in a person. It sounded great. But, do you know, it is not the true American hero. It was not the true American hero at Le Mans. The true American hero was Corvette Racing. And let me tell you why. They started on pole position, two hours in the race. They had an issue, had to go fix it, dropped him dead last. Dead last. And they went from dead last and 
fought their way almost through the entire race and regained the, and regained the lead around two hours ago and won it. And it's especially cool after last year where they had a really good chance of winning it and both their, one of their cars broke and one of their cars had issues, so they're scorned from last year. And they came back with vengeance. Not to mention Cadillac deserves more love too. Uh, they had a car placed third and did really good. They also were very fast. Yeah, so that's all you gotta say about it. The NASCAR did too, it was out for an hour with transmission issues. It kinda got it, uh, it kinda had some issues. It was cool. It was cool, but it wasn't, the thing is it wasn't actually racing. Yeah. Like every, I don't think a lot of people know about that type of racing. They're just like. So they see the NASCAR racing with all the other cars, they're like, oh, it's racing all the other cars. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sports car, endurance sports car racing, so there's multiple classes. Go look this up, I'm not gonna explain it. Go look it up, people. Deegan, uh, Deegan, you watch Ford versus Ferrari. What do you have to? What 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 are your thoughts and opinions on Le Mans? On the city, on, on the race Le Mans, twenty four hours Le Mans. What do you think about it? I don't have a big understanding of it. But that GT forty was badass. Okay, that's that's about all I have to say about this. That's all I have to say. I, I don't I don't know a lot about it. I don't know enough about it. To okay, Marcus, what do you think about Le Mans? Opinions on Le Mans, general overall. Well, it's iconic. There's been so many historical events happening like that. Wasn't it a Mercedes in like old Mercedes that killed and, a bunch and of people? Ran and jumped into the crowd. 1955, it killed like it was a little under 100 spectators, and that was a really big kickoff for racing safety. Honestly, it was a bad thing, but it helped kind of kind of pioneered the way in more safety. I feel like it's it's a race that even if you think it's overrated. It's always going to be iconic. It's a, yeah. It has the most history behind it than any other race. It's like the Daytona 500, the yeah. Indy 500, um, Monaco. It is up there in definitely the top five coolest races of all time. Yeah. Alrighty. So, let's switch into other gears. Um, Deegan, if you go back into time... To, go back in time, what race would you go to? I have my little time machine right here. I brought it to the car show. Making sure it's running good. Honestly, this might be a little weird, but just going back and doing like drag races down State Street and stuff. Like that so you go era. watch, so you go back like to 1966 and just go cruise State and I just okay. go and join all the parties and whatever's going on back then. Okay. See people's old cars when they weren't nothing special yet they were just everybody had them yeah everybody was trying to get them and race them okay that'd be cool so not not a big race but just a bunch of little small races around all right what are your top three dream cars 67 chevelle 69 camaro third one it's all i'm telling you the third one it'll So, Deegan, you have two of your dream cars. I do. That's a big accomplishment for a lot of people. Me and Marcus's dream cars are uh, really expensive, and I don't think we don't have plans on affording them in the near future. You're making up the speed by building a Honda. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the last thing. We ask these new people on the show this all the time. What are the? What would you like to change about your car local car community? Make them older. 
you want more older cars? Less rice burners. Oh, shots fired at Marcus. <laughs> shots fired at Marcus. Marcus pulled up in the clapped out Civic today. Um, yeah, it's over yonder. Go. Hey, I'll, hey, I'll wait. Though. They'll beat me in a race all day long. <laughs> Not Marcus. <laughs> wait, while we're on the topic, plug the, the Tesla's grand. Oh, yeah. So, the Honda has its own Instagram now. It's that underscore one, as in the number one, underscore 2000 Tesla. Cool. So, you just want, back to what Deegan was saying. So, you just want older cars. Older cars on the streets, being driven daily. Okay. Daily okay. drivers. I like the daily drivers part. I, I can get behind that. Like, just older, like how old? Like 60s. 20s. 60s. Okay, very good, Deacon. Deacon, this is why I like you. This is why you're here. That sounds good. <laughs> All right, Deacon, uh, I appreciate you sitting down talking with us. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for being on. And uh, we're gonna pause. I'm gonna try and find another guest here. Hope somebody in. Me and Marcus can bug him. All right, we have another guest. Uh, his name is Jeff. Insert. You can make the my name is Jeff joke all you want. <laughs> Jeff, what are your top three favorite cars that you've seen at this car show? At this car show? Yes. Um, it was a 2012 Camaro. No, you can't choose mine. You cannot <laughs> choose mine. That is out of the thing. Uh, sucks. I really like the yellow and black uh, 70 Chevelle. Okay. With the 454. Um, and the st- it's a manual four-speed. Yep, I've worked on that car as a matter of fact. Have you? I would assume it's a Muncie four-speed. Yes, it's an yeah. M22 Rock Crusher as a matter of nice. fact. That uh, is probably my favorite car in here, for sure. Um, Taylor, my son, brought up, if I had to choose to build a car, what would it be? And I said, I would like to do a 67 Chevelle. Okay, so that's funny. That kid Deegan, I just talked to him. He has a 67 Chevelle and he's building it. Okay. It's just funny to say. Is he putting a big block in it? I don't know what he's okay. doing. He, he's, on, he's, he's, he's young. He's starting out. All right. That, those cars scream big block for sure. Oh, yeah. All right. Now, what's your third favorite? My third favorite. Uh, Are you going to go with the Mopar? I am. Well, no, I'm going to go with Pontiac. A GTO right there. Okay, that gold one? Yep. I drove that out this morning and I, uh, he's one of our customers. I know the gentleman very well. I think Al. Yep. Shout out to Al. Why do you like the Pontiac so much? Um, I'm just a fan of GM products and uh, I kind of grew up around. Um, my grandpa had a Pontiac Tempest. Oh. 67 really Pontiac like Tempest. Cars. And uh, just the way. You know, me being young, when you did have it, I was pretty young. Just the way it sounded, it yeah. pulled me into... And just the memory of Yeah, just the memory of it. pulled me into uh, the sound of a muscle car. Mm-hmm. Um, it had a it had a 326, I think it was. Okay. Uh, Pontiac, Pontiac made the Pontiac knowledge is not super good right now, so I can't so it. wasn't a 327 like Chevy is popular for, but it had a 326 in it. And just the way it sounded really brought me into uh, loving the, the muscle car sound. And that's why later on when I become a teenager, that's why I ended up buying a 69 Camaro. And I had a 327. Real quick, can we pause? Tell, tell me about the muscle cars you've owned. 
because I know you've owned a couple cool things. Okay, I've owned a 1969 uh, Camaro with a camel hump head. Yes. Uh, 327. It came out of a uh, the. The actual motor came out of a 66 Corvette. Oh, really? Yes. And I believe we do have a 66 here if you have looked up front. And it had, on the on the rare part, and they're, they're pretty rare, but it had a Holly, it wasn't a 600, but it was a 650. Oh, yeah. And it was a vacuum secondary Holly 650 on it. Uh, I can't tell you everything about them, but it definitely it sounds familiar. So at one time I was having some timing issues. I took it into a mechanic shop and they said the carburetor's too big. I'm like, no, it's a stock carburetor on this. And they were thinking it should have been a 600, uh-huh. but it was a 650 with the vacuum secondary. And it turned out to be just a timing issue. I ended up changing the ignition on it. I went with a, a Mallory ignition at the time. Okay. But. Uh, yeah, so that was the 69, and right. I ended up going with a, I don't know how much time we have. Go for it, we got okay. all day. I, uh, when I built that engine, I went with a Edelbrock single plane intake manifold. Yes, very iconic. I had, I, I had Edelbrock and intake are yep. synonymous together. And I sent the heads in and had a three-angle valve job put on, done on the job, and they polished part of the heads you know, on I know it. how to do those now. Oh, do you? Yeah, nice. I got a valve grinder back here, actually. Very anyway. nice. Anyway, and then I went with a Urson cam. I can't remember the uh, the lobe that I put on the cam. If you remember, uh, I'll be impressed. I'll be impressed. <laughs> it was, but it was an Emerson uh, cam on it. I didn't do the lower end; I just did the top end of the motor. But. Uh, I went from low 15s at that time was pretty decent. That's but uh, really good back then. I went to uh, I dropped it down just by changing the intake and a few other modifications. I was at uh, 13.9. That and 13 back in the day was like a benchmark. That's like kind of what Mopar based their stuff off of. Like right. the Roadrunner was a big deal because it could run a 13 out of the factory yep. when the 1970 Roadrunner came out. So that's a pretty quick car back then yep. and, and then, tell me about the other Camaro the other Camaro was a 73 Z28 yes and it had a the, the regular 350 in it but I had I had a board 30 over but Very other nice. than that I had the quarter jet uh, carburetor on it just stock intake I did put some uh, hooker headers on it very nice um, also synonymous iconic name too yep, absolutely yeah, I don't know. Didn't know if we could name off. but I just I was just young running uh, turbo, not turbo, but uh, the dual exhaust was a three-inch exhaust on that, and just the sound of that car was just amazing. I wish I could. You, you have a picture of it in your house, don't you? Yeah, and it was pumpkin orange and black stripes. Very And nice. back then, so kind of similar to the Hot Wheels Camaro and the ZL1 Camaro you've seen today. Exactly, and back then. It wasn't very popular for black wheels, but it had stock black wheels on it. I really, I need to see a picture of it, because I don't think I've ever seen a picture of it, Jeff. Okay. Marcus, what, what do you have to say about what Jeff just said? It means a lot. I've tried to post one rowdy rides in there. Dude, he's had some cool shit. <laughs> Cooler than mine. All right. And then I also had a 83, I don't know if you call them, I don't know if they're cool, but I really liked it. It was an 83 Trans Am. 
Oh, the okay. first of the crossfire injections. Marcus gets really excited over it. And it had the T-tops and all oh, this stuff. Nice. It was, it, when it was Very silver, it was silver and black. And it was just, even though it was only a 305 and back then the horsepower wasn't, it was still a nice car. Yeah, Jeff was a cool dude back in the day. <laughs> yeah. He was I, a cool dude back in the day. You should, see a, you should see a picture of no like seriously it looks like yeah, like he's part of like Aerosmith or something. <laughs> so, those are the cars I've had. Alright. One last question. Yes, sir. I have my time machine here. Very nice time machine for the people in the microphone, we have a time machine here. You have to uh, you can go back in time to any race. Which race are you gonna go to? I know Automotive race. Automotive race. Uh, I don't remember the year, but um, and it might be dark, but uh, seeing Dale Earnhardt's crash again. Ooh, that would that would so 2001 Daytona 500. Yep. Uh, well, one of the wall trips won it. I don't remember. I can't get their names right. Yeah, he, he got son. he got bumped by the uh, yeah. I can't remember the driver, but there was a Kuro's light car. Yep. And Dell would have that it. We all we just brought up. Uh, Another major accident too in motorsports history, which happened in Le Mans in 1955, where it killed a bunch of spectators. And that's kind of funny. This gets brought up because Dell's crash was also a really major thing for safety. That's yep. why Hans devices came about. Dell wouldn't have died exactly. with a Hans device. Yep. So I don't know if I could, I don't know. I like Dell so much. I don't know if I could go and stomach that crash. Cause yeah. It's unfortunate though for safety to come around. That's you know it's pretty yeah. common. I mean. Even in in the non-racing world, things have to happen to make things safer. Yeah, the government will not allow a car on the road unless it meets all these crash standards and stuff. So that's why you get crumple zones, three-point seat belts, airbags that stop all the stuff. There's a lot of there's a lot that goes into wreck data and making cars safer nowadays. Okay. So change the gears a little bit. We're still talking about gears. So you know I have a 2002. Dodge Cummings. What would it take for me? You've seen that truck, other than the dust that's sitting on it in the garage. What would it take for me to uh, start showing it? Or maybe it's already ready, ready to go. On. Wait, what year is it? 2002. Just a second. Yeah. Ah, you can. I wonder if we could. Could you? We're gonna say it's 90, 1990. We're gonna clean it up. Marcus, turn your hat around. There's a little place called Utah Classic Trucks. Okay. And they have little group meets pretty close to where we live. Hey, this isn't, yeah, this isn't eligible. We'll just lie about it. Just, not, just when you pull up, just say it's a 1999. Okay. It's the same body style. That's a, I, might, I have a uh, 1500. Okay. That. You gotta see his truck, Mark. It's it is nice. It is a cream pump. Dash is intact, surprisingly. Isn't that amazing? Unlike mine. The storage compartment. <laughs> that's where that's where we hide shit in high school is uh, Marcus's crack dash. Oh, okay. It happens on them. You know, yeah, you gotta see Jeff. It's so. rare that they're not. It's got uh, seventy-two thousand miles on it. Dang, <laughs> that is like it's a built. gold mine of a second gen right it's there. Built. And it's got leather interior. Oh, you gotta see it. Lovely. So that's that's you kind could, of rare you could too. could probably sell that. 50k for being honest. Yeah. But now their market is, they're 
Marcus is trying to buy one right now. So I was trying to, and then I was like, uh, I kind of want something really fast and cheap, so I'll build my Honda. And your Honda runs good because I've uh, I adjusted the valves on the Tesla. I actually, the other night, pretty much obliterated the cat by down, <laughs> going down uh, uh, American Fort Canyon well, in second we all, gear. Well, yeah, and we almost killed a physical, actual animal cat on the other canyon yeah, in our test track, on our test track in Mexico. Dang, that is so clean. It's very nice. It's so nice, dude. You don't have to... What is that yeah. That's in Riverton. Yeah, we'll bring it over one day. But yeah, it's got 72,000 miles on Compared to mine. <laughs> Alright, well that's been Jeff. Jeff, do you have any last words? I don't. Uh, this is my first podcast. I listen to them all the time, but thank you, gentlemen. You did you doing awesome. really good, actually. Yeah, yeah. I can't lie. Thank you. Alrighty, I got special guest Kevin Wilde. This guy is a Chevy nut, and... Uh, racing nut. He's the only guy I can really talk racing in depth with. He's an encyclopedia for everything GM. And a pretty intelligent man at that when it comes to cars. So, Kevin. Wow, what a, what a build-up. So, Kevin. Yeah. I'm just gonna, you're a busy man right now. You're judging cars at our wonderful engineering car show. I'm going to ask you three questions. Alright, my first question is I got my time machine right here. What race are you going to go back in time and watch? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, Am I going to watch it on TV or am I going to actually be there? there? I think the the 1979 Daytona 500, when when there was the crash down in turns three and four, and then the fight. The fight was awesome between... um, uh, Donnie Allison and Cal Yarbrough. Kel Yarbrough. It, it was just awesome. And Cal, either one of those guys could have won that day. They both had great cars. They were running plenty strong. And and uh, as it turns out, Richard Petty slipped by to, to get the win, help him to get to number 200. But I would love to have, to have been there. I'd love to have been a fly on the wall. That's a really good, that is probably one of the best races chosen next to the... Next to the uh, Daytona 500 where Dell won for the first time. Yeah, the 98 Daytona 500 yes. would have been something ex- exciting to see because he he tried for so many years. I think it was 17 or 18 times, and he couldn't get it done. He's it a just, champion then, too. Yeah, he was a seven-time. And he still won the Daytona 500. And, and all of the know-it-alls in the press said... How can this guy be considered among the greats when he has won, even though he's won championships, he hasn't won the biggest race? Well, he finally shut everybody up in 1998 and won the Daytona 500. That was the man. Yep. That was the man. All right. Next question. What are your top three favorite cars here that you do not own at this car show right now? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's a a tough one. Um, Probably... Uh, this might hit, hit at the judging too a little bit. Yeah, and and not in any particular order. I would say the um, the black seventy LS six four fifty four Chevelle. Okay. I would say. Um, oh boy, I got a I got a soft spot for Camaro. So the yellow sixty nine Z twenty eight. Clone. Got, the clone. Oh. Uh, 
Vaughn's car? It's a clone. Oh boy, you're you're breaking my heart now, pal. Trust me. I will. I was there when it got put back together. I will trust you. Um, well, then I'd say the uh, red 69 Chevelle car has incredible paint on it. Oh, yes. Big block, four speed. I mean, how can you go wrong with that? And then I think... I think probably that blue 67 Corvette out front. I love that car. That's a great color combination. Marina blue. Fun. Yep. Marina white blue. White stripes, white interior. Yes. 427 tri-power. That is Americana at its finest. The That's highest, an American supermodel. The highest horsepower available that year. 435 horse solid lifter cam. That car's a rocket ship. Oh, Just yeah. Beautiful car. Okay. Is, is that three questions? One more, one more. I think this is four. You gotta pay me extra. Oh, okay. I'll pay that extra just for you. Okay. Um, what would you do to change your local car community slash culture? What do you like about it and what do you not like about it, real quick? So, well, what I really like about it, believe it or not, isn't the cars, it's the people. Because these people come out and you get to see see them and talk to them and maybe sit down and have a have a hamburger with them or something. and. And that's just a lot of fun. And there's some snot-nosed kid that makes you record on his podcast. Well, there is that. And I, I probably had that coming to me because I've been so kind to you in the past. <laughs> that's going to end. Um, what I don't like about it is is the competitiveness. Um, I read on the uh, on one of the uh, emails I got this week that said there are 27 car shows. This week, between Monday and today, 27 car shows. How do you shows. pick what to go to? Well, that's the thing. And and this car show here at Ingenuity Automotive was not on the list because it wasn't registered with those guys. We're invite only. This is an invitational only event. And the best car show you could probably come to look at, me, not to mention. Let me tell you, the, the numbers of cars here isn't great. It's impressive. But what is great is the quality of these cars. Yes. I'd, I'd rather I'd rather walk around 50 exceptional cars than have to sort through 200. And the people, like I say, the people make it great. So I'd, I'd do away with the competitiveness, try and uh, get everybody on the same page. Tough to do, impossible to make happen. Well, Kevin, that was you killed you moved back killer interviews today, and thank you. You did an excellent job. Thank you for coming on. Uh, we'll get back to judging.